Welcome to the Crawl Zone. My name is Annie Conboy and I'm an intuitive medium and psychic. In this podcast, I'd like to talk to you about something that often raises a lot of doubt when you start to open up to your intuitive senses. And that is the issue of internal validation versus external validation. To talk about this, I need to roll back time a little bit. Back to when I was much younger and busy studying for all sorts of things. I had a pattern of having some new course or activity running every year. I wanted to acquire knowledge and uh, it led me into my counselling career, it led me into my master's degree and it was a thread in my life that I was reluctant to let go even though I never seemed to quite fill a gap that was there maybe a gap that I couldn't see at that time because I was living a very logical material world life. I felt that getting all of these certificates and qualifications would in some way boost my value, perhaps even allow me to value myself. Because now I look back, When I started into my intuitive life, the subject of valuing me and valuing the experiences I was having was a very thorny and problematical one. You see, I hadn't realised properly and fully until that point that I lived with an internal critic. That internal critic was made of all of the opinions that had been voiced about me, the opinions I'd voiced about myself, and worse still, all of the energy that I'd soaked up from around me. You see, living in the intuitive world makes you start to recognise that we're not just solely a, a, a physical being with feelings and thoughts we're a spirit being with an aura with an energy system ourselves and it's a system an energy system that can sense other energies so not only had I taken on board and made into the internal critic all of the stuff that had been said (laughs) no matter who said it but also all of the energy that went with that stuff. And my search for worth and value was based on trying to prove to that internal critic that I had worth and value. And it was kind of a circular argument going round and round the same thing, <laughs> um, trying to work out who I was and what was good about me 
It's in all of us to want to feel good about ourselves. But it's also in all of us that we've developed over time some kind of internal mechanism that pulls us back, that gives us doubt about ourselves and about our place in the world. That's not the spirit. The spirit within us knows that we are here for a a purpose. The spirit within knows that we're living and experiencing to enable us to grow and evolve and to grow and evolve in particular ways. But that's hard to see when the voice you hear is the one inside your head telling you that you're rubbish or you're not good enough. Or in my case, you're always late, which wasn't true, but I took it on board. All these um, conditionings that had happened to me, um, ideas about how intelligent women can be, ideas about how someone from my background is expected to progress. Um, certainly the streets I grew up, there was a strong sense of you'll never amount to anything. And that is soaked in because everybody is feeling that way, energetically, perhaps, and you're in the thick of it. A, A wide open aura receiving all of that energy and not even knowing that you're filing it away to use against yourself in future. So, as I arrived at the point of stepping into using my intuition, of course the internal critic was incredibly strong, really, really persistent in telling me that I couldn't possibly be experiencing what I was experiencing trying to push me back into there's a logical explanation for all of this stuff when logic wasn't really helping me. Um, I needed validation. I needed to find out that this was exactly what I thought it was. But the critic inside me was um, very strong in trying to dissuade me and getting me to doubt my own experience. And it wasn't till I started to tackle that and to recognise that that's what I'd done all my life. I'd done all these tests and exams and um, studying. (laughs) I've got so many pieces of paper, certificates, until I realised that I was looking outside of myself to try to prove the internal critic wrong. And of course, the internal critic was never wrong because the internal critic knew just how to push my buttons and get me thinking and doubting myself. And that was a a big leap to recognise that brought about with the persistence of my guides in helping to keep things happening to me so that I recognised that actually, yes, this is repeated. This is happening all the time. Um, One of the things, one of the first things that they did that was um, something I couldn't explain was flickering lights. Um, They would start flickering. 
and then when I say, oh, what's going on? They'd stop. And I did all the logical stuff. <laughs> and the electrics checked, checked the light bulb, did all sorts of stuff. Um, but still the lights flickered. Still at certain points when I was saying certain things, the lights would flicker. It was my guides very clearly saying, look, this is not a logical thing for you, but it's a logical thing for us because this is what we can do. And I needed to start asking for them to confirm things because my internal critic was very clear. Oh, well, if it didn't happen more than once, it couldn't be a spirit person. It couldn't be anything other than something logical that I didn't know what the logic was yet. So I started to ask for confirmation and saying to my guides, well, if it's you, I need you to do that again, three different ways. Send it back to me three different ways. And my guides very patiently did that external validation. They did it for me time and time and time and time again. I was still battling with the internal critic. I was still having these debates about what was real and what wasn't. And why should guides come to me? And why uh, would I believe anything? Because after all, I'm, you know, logical and science-based and okay, yes, things were being repeated. <laughs> It's amazing how many times things are repeated when you need the evidence that um, uh, give you the confirmation and the certainty that they're spirit. Um, when we argue in science that the things that mediums do can't be repeated, um, they, they fluctuate. Well, actually, for me, <laughs> it's sitting at home, things happened again and again and again. And... Um, it came to the point where I was getting so much hassle <laughs> from my internal critic that I decided that I really needed to do something to work out why I needed the external validation. What was wrong with the internal validation? I felt it was spirit. I... Um, was clairsentient so definitely they could tap my hand if, and I could feel them tap my hand uh, they could tap my shoulder or my head and I could feel that um, I was having these experiences why wasn't I accepting that my inner knowing was correct what was it about these things that sent me off again trying to get outward validation I read all sorts of books to see if my experiences were the same as everyone else I remember asking questions of people um, endlessly debating um, I went on um, um, day events workshops thinking right well maybe maybe this isn't the case maybe I, I really have just you know made it all up in my head because that's what you think you think you've made it up in your head and um, you think that maybe you're even uh, having psychiatric problems uh, you don't say uh, anything to people sometimes because you worry that that's what they'll say you are having um, so this internal validation became 
really important in helping me to break free from the need for external validation. Um, I got to a point, I think, that if somebody had turned around and said, right, you're a medium, get on with it, I would have happily got on with it, but still had the critic. Because after all, what does that external person know about my internal world? <laughs> See, the critic can win any time it likes because it'll turn the argument on you. And as someone who was really trying to develop my mediumship, trying to understand how it worked and why it worked, this critic was really getting in the way. So... I decided that I would stop seeking external validation. The only way to live comfortably with this for a while was to stop looking for answers from other people. Um, all my critic did was just cast doubt on the answers I was being given. And sometimes the answers didn't feel right inside my internal validation was saying no that's not the right thing that that's not how it works so I switched off from going here there and everywhere and reading everything under the sun about mediumship and about psychic ability I put it on one side and I said right the only way that I can deal with this is to really get to the heart of what this internal critic is doing and that's when I really started to analyse and recognise that through all of my life, I had had this critic telling me um, that I had to do better, that I had to be perfect, that I wasn't worth anything if people weren't giving me accolades and weren't giving me gongs and weren't saying I was the best. Um, and as I dug into this with the help of my guides, because I said to them, you need to give me a hand. <laughs> um, what they did was uh, help me to have some visualisation, some meditative states where I could actually put my internal critic on the chair opposite me. Um, it is a counselling technique that I have known and used before but I hadn't ever thought about using it on myself. And that makes me chuckle now because one of the things we often say is healer, heal thyself. Um, and it, it was a case of medium, <laughs> mediate for yourself. I hadn't thought of tackling it the way that I would if I was dealing with a counselling client. So I did a sequence of meditations where I talked to this internal critic I wanted to know who it was where they came from how how they came to being and why I was riding along with this internal critic what purpose were they serving the interesting thing is that it turned into quite a, a detailed conversation with my ego. My ego reminding me that the ego's job is to keep me safe. <laughs> my ego reminding me that um, 
you know, what I might think was perfectly okay to do, that the ego might think was very, very risky. Um, the ego wants us to survive. The, the ego isn't actually bothered whether we're happy or not. Um, the ego's okay if we're miserable, so long as we survive intact, physically, mentally, emotionally. And it's not bothered about the spirit because the ego just sees the spirit as a little bit of competition. So in this course of conversations, I realised that my internal critic was a composite. Not only was it my ego, but it was the voices of all the other significant people in my life whose judgments I'd taken on board who I decided I really must try to please, uh, who I decided uh, would only love me if I did such and such, if I got this qualification or that qualification. Um, and that was, that was quite stunning, actually. It, it was kind of like, what? Um, you know, you can read about these things in books and... and you know, I'd been through um, counselling, training and all the rest of it without perhaps really applying um, uh, that that thinking to myself and recognising that I was shaping my life in accordance with an internal critic who, who was loads of other people. And I was trying to have a life that fitted all of their expectations and requirements of what they thought was best for my life, not what I thought was best for my life. Um, I had to ask my guides, what do I do? How do I deal with this? And they encouraged me to carry on with this piece of work, to carry on with the meditations, but to start to ask about the energy of these voices. What what was the energy behind these voices? And again, I think that was such a stunning revelation when I started to visualise where these judgments came from. I recognised that it was the energy that people carried and actually, a lot of it was the energy of their own judgments about themselves. In a kind of protective way, these people were trying to moderate my expectations because their expectations of life had been moderated. They'd been disappointed or they'd been let down or they hadn't been able to achieve the way they thought they should do. And it was quite a light bulb moment to recognise these strands of energy went back further down the generations. My, my ancestors, <laughs> the energy of my grandparents and their judgments about their children and my great-grandparents. And it really 
stunned me to think that what I was doing was actually carrying on an energy flow that had come down the family tree, shaping all of us so that our lives were run um, by an inner voice that wasn't actually our own. It wasn't the spirit voice. Um, it, it was an instruction uh, pattern that, that had come from so long ago. My guide stepped in again because I didn't know how to handle this. I said, what do I do? How do I fix this? You know, I don't want this energy. I don't want this internal critic. How do I release this energy? And how do I help myself stopping uh, the search for external approval and validation? How, how do I um, deal with that so that I'm not off diverting my life again into things that are all about others saying, yes, you're doing well, and into me inside knowing and feeling that I was doing what was right and well for me. The first thing they did was to help me to do some ancestral healing, to sit once again in a meditative state and to invite my parents and grandparents to come in and sit around the room with me. Uh, I remember we went to a beautiful place in my mind um, and we all sat down and we all had cups of tea and cake because that felt like a nice thing to do. And we all talked about the ways that our lives had been limited by the judgments and that our experiences perhaps had not been what we had expected because Throughout our life, we were trying to be approved of by other people, trying to do the right thing as other people saw it, rather than the right thing that was inside us. And the right thing is always inside us. It's just overlaid with all these judgments and energies and the internal critic who doesn't want to, <laughs> to let go of the reins. That ego really likes to be in charge. Um, I really enjoyed reconnecting, even with the uh, grandparents and great-grandparents I didn't know, in order to let go of those energies, those patterns. I really enjoyed um, seeing how um, they too um, struggled in a way to be themselves and how much of their true and authentic selves actually managed to make it into the material world um, from the inside outwards. And it gave me encouragement to keep trying to be me. To keep trying to um, find the authentic me. Find the me who didn't respond <laughs> to the ideas that the internal critic put forward. And that helped me enormously with my mediumship. Because I could accept far more about 
um, my guides and inspirers, I could accept what they were giving me. I could open to the um, enjoyment of my own intuitive world and find um, pleasure in uh, just taking the information that was given to me without needing to doubt it. That was a key thing for me that I could get the information, I could give it to other people and I could be content that whether the other person understood what I was saying or not, I could take what I was saying or not, my link was strong and at some point everything I said would be ticked off, if you like, uh, validated by the person I'd given the information to because that's what the spirits were doing. They weren't feeding me false information. They were, it wasn't my own mind making information up. Um, that internal validation that it was right for me to give this information because I knew it came from a good source. I didn't need anybody to tell me. It is interesting that people often say I'm spot on or they come back months or sometimes years later and say everything was correct. I know it will be correct, not because I said it, but because the link to the guides and the, the non-physical loved ones was strong enough that I could, I could give it with complete confidence it was already internally validated. So I, I, I take what people say with pleasure. I'm delighted that they recognise that their loved ones speak to them accurately and speak uh, the truth. But I don't need to know. I don't need that external validation because I know inside when I have a link that's right and when I don't. It's interesting that that theme of internal and external validation has helped me to sort of step back and say, well, I don't need to study this, that and the other. Because actually, I know inside what I need. I've got the connections that will give me any information that I require. I've got a, a huge team of guides who are full of wisdom and knowledge and they will always supply anything I don't know. So perhaps in your journey into your intuition, it's time to think do I need someone outside of me to tell me stuff? Or is it time to go inward? Is it time to ask my guides? Is it time to have a conversation with my internal critic and tell that critic they're no longer required? Thank you for listening. 